Hello and welcome to bonus episode number three, I think, of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and once again, welcome. Um, Today's bonus episode is going to be about a kind of Jacobite hero. Um, One that uh, even for those of you that have read up about uh, Culloden and things like that and the Jacobites, Bonnie Prince Charlie etc. This is a name that you might not have heard of before. Um, The name is Roderick Mackenzie. Uh, Now this was when I first started doing the podcast. I remember, um, can't remember uh, the person's name, but I do remember somebody specifically requesting the story of Roderick Mackenzie. And and here it is in a bonus episode. Um, So Roderick Mackenzie was the young son of an Edinburgh goldsmith who by uh, the point that uh, Mackenzie joins up to the Jacobite army has already passed. Um, Now, Roderick Mackenzie had either joined the Jacobite army at Glenelg, uh, which is uh, out near the Isle of Skye, uh, and believe it or not, is uh, Glenelg, the town in Scotland, is twinned with Glenelg, the moon, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, So he either um, joined the Jacobite army at Glenelg up in the Highlands or um, he joined at the time that the Jacobites stormed into Edinburgh. Uh, Roddy Mackenzie's family more believe that he was up in the Highlands at the time, uh, so we'll stick with that. Now very quickly, Roderick Mackenzie became a favourite of Bonnie Prince Charlie as Roderick bore a very striking resemblance to the Prince. This led to Mackenzie to very quickly become the prince's personal bodyguard. He was also rather familiar with the remote Scottish Highlands, so it is a very valued asset to the Jacobite army in that way. So in the last episode, of course, we covered Culloden, so we're not going to cover over that, so we're going straight to after Culloden. Why is Roderick Mackenzie so famous? Why is he this, this hero? So after Culloden and following the prince in every direction, Bonnie Prince Charlie and his followers, including Mackenzie, found themselves hiding in a cave in Glen Morriston. It was here that one day Mackenzie was dressed in the prince's clothing and sent to distract some of the Hanoverian soldiers searching the glen for the prince. Mackenzie distracted them by removing his sword and being mistaken for the prince, he shouted that he would never be taken alive. A fight then broke out and Mackenzie was mortally wounded by the government soldiers' guns. It was his last words that made him the hero that he is considered to be today. And those words were, Alas, you have killed your prince. The government soldiers, remembering the £30,000 reward for the prince's head, and this dead man looking and dressing like the prince, were convinced that this was Bonnie Prince Charlie, and not, as we know, as Roderick Mackenzie. So they cut off Mackenzie's head and took it to Inverness for identification. Roderick Mackenzie's sacrifice surely saved the life of Bonnie Prince Charlie. His head was eventually taken to London, however, was beyond recognition by the time it got there. Bonnie Prince Charlie was subsequently able to escape, which uh, another hero comes into play for that particular story, but we'll talk about her in a future episode, probably get our own bonus episode as well. 
Mackenzie's body is buried uh, right next to the River Morriston on the spot where he was killed. The gravesite is still tended to by his direct descendants today and a yearly ceremony celebrating him is observed every year. So there is a little poem uh, about Roderick Mackenzie, uh, or well, certainly a few lines of a poem, uh, which I'm just going to quickly read for you just now. So it goes, Roderick Mackenzie, a merchant man, at Edinburgh town had joined the clan, had in the expedition been, and at this time durst not be seen, being skulking in Glenmoriston, him the soldiers lighted on. Near about the prince's agent's size, gently dressed in no disguise, in every feature for his very face, might as well be taken in any case. And lest he'd, like a dog, be hanged, he chose to die with sword in hand. And round him, like a madman struck, vowing alive he'd ne'er be took. Deep wounds he got and wounds he gave, at last a shot he did receive. And as he fell to them convince, cried, Ah, alas, you've killed your prince. You murderers and bloody crew, you had no orders thus to do. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, bonus episode this week, and uh, once again, we'll speak to you next week. Thank you very much.